3: New episodes every week wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Recorded
2: in Chicago, Illinois with your hosts Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, a game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Jeff and I will be your host today. Joining me for today's game as scorekeeper is Ken. How's it going, Ken? Hey, what's up? And uh, who are our players today?
4: All right, today we are going to have a battle of the titans between Matt and Neil. It's a, it's a grudge match Yep. currently the scores are zero to zero yeah
1: yeah Nat, matt needs a w and he was saying today is going to be a tables ladders and chairs match uh-huh. so uh someone's going to have to get that table and matt will be going
0: through it yeah okay, <laughs> okay. talk of trash a little early we'll see how this goes
2: all right well uh let's let's get underway guys uh just as a reminder can you mind uh letting us know what the rules of the game are
4: absolutely so the game is 20 questions in a variety of topics worth 10 points apiece and split into two rounds. At halftime, there will be a special swing round designed by our host, Jeff, where players can take a larger lead or gain some ground for a comeback. At the end of regulation, players will enter the final round. With the points that they've accumulated, they can place their wagers 0-30 to points in the uh, categorized uh, questions. At the end of the game, somebody will be named the cream of the crop.
2: I am the cream. Thanks, Ken. Uh, Matt, you ready to play? I am ready to play. Neil, are you ready? I was born ready. All right, well, then let's start uh, triviality for today with question one. Which country has three capitals, including Pretoria? Hmm.
0: All I could think of is the episode of Family Guy where he annexes his part of the house and names it Petoria.
1: All I can think of is the bad children's movie Prehysteria with many dinosaurs.
0: <laughs> that helps nobody. That if, helps it, nobody.
2: Uh, if it helps, I won't give you the one that you'll almost certainly give you the answer, but I could give you the other capital if that would be useful for both of you. Sure. Yeah. Um, so this capital, uh, so there's Pretoria and Bloemfontein.
0: All right. I have an answer.
2: Okay okay i have an answer <laughs> okay uh, let's see who's less confident here let's go to neil first
1: uh i just put belgium i don't know oh, okay. i also said belgium
2: wow um so if i said cape town was the third uh, capital south africa mm-hmm. yeah it is south africa south africa has three separate capitals one for the presidential branch one for the legislative branch, and one for the judicial branch of their governments yeah. what about the golden girls branch?
0: <laughs> God.
2: Because <laughs> you said Blanche. I'm sorry. Uh, branch. So, yes. Okay. Branch. I
0: think it's amazing that we both came up with the same extremely wrong answer. <laughs>
1: so. well, I saw I, When he said Blomfontein, I, I was like, oh, German and a little bit of French.
2: Yeah. I'm just going to go Belgium. Yep. Yeah. So, I knew Cape Town would be the dead giveaway on that one. So, yeah. I wanted to make it a little more challenging. So All right. Question two. In 1815, Napoleon suffered a defeat at what famous battle? I only know one battle that. <laughs>
1: It is that he lost at? It, so it's probably not that one, but I'm going to say it.
0: I um, apparently I need to study Napoleon a lot harder than I have been. Uh, it seems like this comes up every single week. Uh, I have n- I have no idea, but uh, I have a guess in. So
2: okay. Um, so Neil looked a little bit more confident there. What would you say, Neil? I just put Waterloo. Yeah, All right.
0: Waterloo is definitely right. I, I made up something and put Little Horn. I don't even know what that means. <laughs>
2: So, uh, Waterloo is absolutely correct, uh, that was uh, one of Napoleon's famous battles. He did lose uh, others, but that, that is certainly one of the most notable, and uh, probably the basically the end of his military career, um, you know, with any certainty. Mm-hmm. Question three, um, and I'm just going to state here that this is not a trick question. Um, how many cubes are in a Rubik's Cube? And what I mean by that is I'm not counting the whole cube as one cube. I mean little individual cubes. I'm not trying to play meta games here with that. Okay.
0: Math. So like four wouldn't be another cube, you're talking about Correct. The individual. I'm not cubes. talking
2: about yes. I'm not talking about how many cubes can you make. I'm talking about how many cubes does it take to manufacture a Rubik's cube. All right.
1: So I have no idea, but I, I kind of did a very um, rough drawing uh, of a guess and on that guess i did some rough mathematics on another guess so i have a number
2: yeah same here all right well uh matt i'll kick it to you
0: so uh, i think it's five by five is the length by height uh, which would be 25 cubes per side there's six sides at 25 times six and i came up with
2: 150 okay and uh to you neil for some reason i drew five
1: across four down uh, so I did 20 times 6, so I did 120.
2: Okay, a uh, Rubik's cube is 3 by 3. <sighs> um, so there, there are two ways to do the math on this. One is you count all of the sides, then you take out the corners and make it very complicated. Or you just cut it into three equal parts. Each one has 9. 3 times 9 is 27, but there's no cube in the middle, so it's 26. Hmm.
0: Wow. Okay. So I was only off by roughly 120. So. Yes, that, that
2: almost is there. <laughs> yeah, we're so close. <laughs> we
0: were both very close.
2: All right, on to question four. Who was the voice of Zazu in Disney's The Lion King? Zazu. <laughs> I don't remember which character that is. That's the toucan. This is
1: tough. So I'm trying to knock out. All of the other cast members. You have JTT and Matthew Broderick playing Simba. You got James Earl Jones. You got uh, Jeremy Irons. You got uh, Nathan Lane. Uh, you got Whoopi Goldberg. Got Rone Atkinson. Um,
2: oh. So, just as a, a bit of side trivia, Zazu is a red billed hornbill. That's what kind of bird he is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm
1: I'm in with a, a wrong answer.
2: All right. Same. All right, um, so uh, Neil, you seem to have most of the cast down. Why don't you let me know what your thoughts were?
1: Well, yeah, I know basically everyone in the cast uh, except for this bird. Um, so I just for a little Easter egg for Pixar, I just put John Ratzenberger.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt, I put uh, my favorite bird character, Bobcat Goldwith.
2: <laughs> so, uh, so Neil, you you had it in your list. Oh, it's Rowan Atkinson, isn't it's it? It's Rowan Atkinson.
4: Who did you think Rowan, Mr. Bean played?
1: Was, I thought he was one of the hyenas with Whoopi Goldberg. Wow, that makes me so angry, because I I could, I was going down the cast list.
2: I know, and when you said it, I tried not to to have a tell here, because <laughs> I was just like, oh, good, like, you know, he's got it. All right, so question five. Uh, normally, it is our listener-submitted question. We don't have one today, uh, so I went ahead and just put one in myself. If you've got a great question for us that you'd like to send, uh, we'd love to incorporate it into our game. Just make sure you send us an email at trivialitypodcast at gmail.com and put in the subject line question five. Uh, We'll pick one listener submitted question every week uh, or every every round uh, to make sure that we've got it uh, incorporated into our game. So question five today, uh, it's going to be lyrics. I'm going to read lyrics to a song and I want you to tell me what song it is. if you can give me the artist, that's great too, but I'm not going to give you anything extra for that. Uh, so the lyrics to this song include, House so empty, need a centerpiece. 20 racks a table, cut from ebony. Cut that ivory into skinny pieces, then she clean it with her face. Man, I love my baby.
0: Yeah, that does nothing for me. No, <laughs> yeah, I
1: need, some, need something
2: else. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll finish the, I'll finish the uh, stanza here. Uh, you talking money... Need a hearing aid. you talking about me. I don't see a shade. Switch up my style. I take any lane. I switch up my cup. I kill any pain. Just wanted to be known that this song is quite popular uh, currently.
0: Oh, that's not right, but I don't care.
2: I'm in. You can change it. Nah. nah. <laughs> Neil hasn't submitted an answer nah. yet.
0: Nah. I'm not going to get a, a less wrong answer. So.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, I can't
1: think of the name of the song. I just, I'm putting the band. I don't
2: know with his less wrong answer let's go to matt uh bitch
0: better have my money (laughs) Uh,
1: and uh to you neil i just put imagine dragons i couldn't think of of an imagine Dragons song but
0: radioactive is the one that we hear on repeat all day every day radioactive
1: that was the one i was thinking of yeah and
4: it's just so good any uh
2: (laughs) any guesses here ken No. I will give you a hint. I made a joke about this once when we were together about uh, I liked the cross imagery used in the music video. I don't know. Uh, This would be Starboy by The (laughs) Weeknd. All right. On to question six. Would you find a meteor, meteorite, or an asteroid on Earth? That is to say, after it has impacted.
0: Well, at least I have a 30% chance of getting this right. All
2: right. My answer's in. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Why not? And uh, Neil, with uh, more of the confidence here.
1: I don't know if my logic is correct, but I uh, was thinking that if it was in space coming towards Earth, it would be either a meteor or an asteroid. But if it was on Earth, you would have in your hand some meteorite. So Mm -hmm. I put meteorite.
0: Yeah, mine was similar logic. I'm pretty sure that an asteroid is something while it's in space and a meteor is something that can collide with Earth. But once it does, the pieces of it become meteorites.
2: It is indeed a meteorite. Well done to both of you.
4: Mm-hmm. Neil has 20 points, and Matt just got on board with 10. Yeah.
1: Well, see, what we're doing here is we want the listeners to you know have some suspense uh, in what the final score will be, <laughs> so we're trying not to score too much early. Yeah.
2: Moving on to question seven. Which commonplace condiment started out as a brine of pickled fish in China before evolving into its current form? Sounds good. It's a common condiment? Yep, very commonplace condiment. I'm locked in. So something. that is to say there, there is no brine of pickled fish in it anymore? What is a brine? Uh, that's
0: part of the question, sir. Ah,
2: a brine of pickled fish.
0: All right, I guess I'm in. That's wrong. But
2: Okay. Uh, Matt was in first. Why don't yeah. you uh, let me know what your answer was?
0: Uh, I was thinking uh, something that was popular with Chinese food, um, and I believe has some of those ingredients, is soy sauce. Okay. Oh, that's a good good guess. And, I just put, uh, I put relish which
3: is okay. not right.
2: <laughs> so brine is a solution in salt water hmm. um, but despite its origins and its name keychop uh, started adding oh, in God. other ingredients including things such as grape mm. uh, but then eventually became a uh, the ketchup that we know today. What about catsup? Alternate pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, question eight. Uh, which country with 329 medals in the Winter Olympics has not just the most per capita, but the most total? Total over all time? Yep. 329 medals in all Winter Olympics. I believe that figure is through <clears throat> 2014. Per capita is making me think that it's.
0: Yeah, not what you think it is. Right. Uh-huh.
1: That's what's. Now it's throwing me off because I had an answer, but. I have an answer. You're in. So. Uh, <clears throat> I wrote down Canada, but per capita is making me think it's somewhere really small. I I have other ideas in my head, but I'm just going to stick with Canada.
2: Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, so, Neil, stand with Canada. What do you think, Matt?
0: Uh, I went with someone that always does really well in the Winter Olympics. Uh, My actual initial first thought was the United States, because I know lately they've been dominating, especially once they added snowboarding and some of the skiing events. And I'm going to regret not staying with the U.S., I think. But I put Norway.
2: So your gut feeling, based on per capita, Norway is a very small country as far as population, and they are remarkably good at the Winter Olympics. Uh, it is Norway. Yeah.
1: Yeah, in my head I had Switzerland, Norway, and Finland, but yeah. I just, I don't know why I went with Canada. Finland
0: always does really well at speed skating, and I know Sweden's really good at uh, skiing events and that kind of thing, but Norway kind of excels at all of those events. So.
2: All right, question nine. What was Mickey Mouse's original first name?
0: Yeah, I've never heard this before, so this is just going to be a guess. I have a guess based on some kind of logic. So Okay.
4: Based on an episode of The Simpsons about nope. itchy chain scratchy. It's not Rick-
0: Ricky <laughs> Rouse is not the answer. Manic mailman.
2: All right, if you guys are both in, uh, let's throw it over to Matt.
0: Um, so what was your I, logic. so my logic was Mickey Mouse first appears in, uh, steamboat Willie. Um, so I said Willie.
1: I also put steamboat Willie and the answer being Willie.
2: And Ken would like to interject here. Mortimer. Mortimer Mouse. Oh. Hmm.
4: Well, we were close. Yeah. <laughs> Willie, Willie and Mortimer.
0: So who was Willie and what is the steamboat? Does Steamboat
4: Willie was the first uh, animated feature okay. of Mickey Mouse. But who was Willie? Well, Mickey was... I think it was considered <laughs> that Mickey was, like, the actor. Okay. Like, playing a character of Steamboat Willie.
0: That's very peculiar. Good information, it though. It is pretty much Am I correct
4: in
2: that? If, I, if I'm not mistaken, you are correct on that. Yeah. It's like Mickey Mouse is portraying the character of right. Steamboat like Willie. Like,
4: Mickey Mouse and Steamboat Willie. Mm-hmm.
0: All
2: right. All right. And last question of the round. C8... H10N4O2 is the chemical formula for what common drug?
1: Do you mean common drug as in something people take every day or drug meaning illegal substance? Um, if that's a it hint. is
2: It is not an illegal substance. Okay. Mm, I have an answer.
1: Just thinking of common drugs that it, it could be. Um, it's not an illegal substance. It leads me to aspirin,
2: Tylenol, acetaminophen, um... I don't know. I'm just gonna put morphine. Well, mm-hmm. for for clarification, I will stress drug, just you know, as a, in the so in every sense that you might think of it. I changed my answer. Okay. The same.
0: Now I'm locked in.
2: All right. What are you thinking, Matt?
0: Well, I was originally thinking peroxide because of the amount of hydrogen, um, but I when you were stressing drug, I switched to ibuprofen.
2: Okay. And uh, you, Neil? I put caffeine. Uh, Matt, as someone who serves coffee quite mm. often, uh, it is caffeine. Oh, my God. Oh yeah.
0: Well, uh, just for clarification, uh, I gave up caffeine six years ago, and uh, I guess that formula just went really? right out of my brain. Yeah. Oh, I do not know that. I haven't had a drop of caffeine in over six years.
2: Oh. Uh, it's probably good for you. Um, while That's why you do so much Coke. Okay. Well... <laughs> Well, it's not likely that caffeine will probably harm you long term. It does have drug uh, form, drug habit-forming tendencies. Yeah. So,
4: all right. Well, to wrap up the first uh, half of the game, we have Neil with thirty points and Matt with twenty points. It's not a strong scoring round, uh, but a close game nonetheless. All right.
2: So uh, our midpoint today is going to be one of our favorites. It's a tug of war. Uh, so I'm going to have Matt lead us off since he is behind in points. Um, very, very simple one here. Uh, we're just gonna go back and forth, uh, and I want you to name countries that border the Mediterranean.
0: <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> Come on,
2: this is so easy.
0: Uh, You're talking to
2: the entertainment, sports, yeah. movies guys.
0: I got. I have. Okay. I know. I know a country. Okay. Single elimination.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll do. We'll do double elimination. You could have two wrong yeah, before, yeah. before I strike you out.
0: I could have a lot more wrong if you give me enough chances.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 10 points apiece. And, uh, sure, 10 points apiece. Yeah.
0: All right, so am I going first? Yes, you are. How about Greece? Yeah, Greece. Got one. Uh Italy? Italy. Um, this is where, uh, Turkey.
2: Yep, that's another one for Matt. Spain. Spain, indeed. Um... Hungary. Hungary is not on Ooh.
0: my list. Okay. It's around there, though, right? In the region, maybe?
2: <laughs> so so Hungary is a little bit north okay. um, up the Peloponnesian Peninsula. It'd be north of, like, Serbia, Romania, those kinds of okay. things, Croatia.
1: Uh, Matt said, so we've said Turkey, Italy, Spain, and uh, Greece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia. mm hmm mm-hmm.
2: Uh nope, sorry. That is uh one wrong for Neil on Saudi Arabia. Back to Matt.
0: I'm gonna say Albania.
2: Albania is uh bordering the Mediterranean.
0: Yeah. Wales.
2: Uh so Wales does not border the Mediterranean. And uh Matt, you wanna wanna see if you can make it a bit of a knockout?
0: I would like to do that. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Uh I'm just trying to, I, I'm just trying to think of countries that have conflict over there because I know that there was there's kind of a lot. Um, I'm going to say Serbia.
2: Serbia is landlocked. And so it does not have mm. uh, access to the Mediterranean.
3: Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love
2: dies?
4: Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join
1: Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre,
4: the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities.
3: The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media.
4: That's it.
3: That's it. All right.
4: So Matt had uh, three, correct there. Neil had two. So our game is tied at fifty to fifty.
2: All right, An All right. Exciting swing around <laughs> of Mediterranean knowledge. So let's, let's fill in a little bit of the uh, other ones here. If we start in North Africa, which I was hoping some people would at least. I was going to go those. to Africa, and I was like, no, that's uh, not really. Right. Yeah, I was, I was
4: curious as I to why to uh, nobody went to. Yeah, North so uh,
2: so we'll kind of go counterclockwise here, starting in North Africa: mm. uh, Morocco, mm-hmm. Algeria, maybe Tunisia, Libya. Egypt. Uh, then we head over into Israel and then Lebanon, up into Syria to Turkey. Uh, you have Cyprus actually in the Mediterranean.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Heading over, you have Greece. Um, and then uh, I gave you Albania. I mean, you could argue it's in the Adriatic or the Ionian, um, but you know, I was just Anything that touched the body of water directly in the Mediterranean, I figured geography's not your strong suit, we'll give you there. Hey. Uh, over to Italy, and then you would have France, and then of course the small tiny nation of Monaco, mm. and rounding it back out, you'd have Spain, and if someone was crazy enough, I would have given you the UK instead of Gibraltar, um. So, uh, as Gibraltar is a, prince, a, a territory of uh, the UK, uh, so, round two, question one. What type of biome, whose name has a homonymic relationship with the rapper Michael Ray Stevenson, is characterized by coniferous forests?
0: I took environmental biology, and none of the biomes are coming into my brain right now.
1: I just <sighs> keep seeing uh, Stephen Baldwin and Polly Shore. Yes, that's, biodome. It's very different. <laughs> I see the biodome in my head. Oh man. Uh Michael I'd never even heard of Michael Ray Stevenson.
0: Well, you would know his alter ego, which is I believe the clue. That's what I'm um, trying to figure out. I have an answer. All right. It's wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just trying to think of, of rappers. Yeah,
0: I I was going down that path and I'm like, I'm never gonna get there if I go through every rapper and <laughs> just like
2: all right, so let's uh, see. Okay. Matt was Matt was first here. What do you think, Matt?
0: Yeah, the only biome I could
2: think of was wetlands, so I said wetlands. All right, and uh, Neil. I, I put Redman or Redman. So mm. I know Matt has familiarity with this artist because I've heard him mention the name before. Ken, do you happen to have a guess here? No. Spelled two different ways: a coniferous forest or a rapper would be Taiga.
0: Mm.
2: Oh. Hmm. Oh. All right. Question number two of round two. What date is Armistice Day? I have an answer. Okay. What do you. All right, I guess I'm in. Well,
0: Neil, go first.
1: All right, Neil. Uh, I put June 7th.
0: Oh. I put April 1st because it's a joke.
2: Gotcha. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Armistice Day is November 11th. Oh. It is now called. Veterans Day.
0: Veterans Day. <laughs> I know. I probably wouldn't even know when that is, to be honest. I know it was the day I got off in school. So. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say when I have 7th, but... probably should have went to school that day. I remember day, that be one because
4: they always said the 11th hour of the 11th day of, of the 11th, 11th month. month. Oh. And I just always remember that every year. 11-11-19-19.
2: 1919. 19 hmm. right. So, uh, question three. What is the largest state in the U.S. by population to not have a professional sports team from the big five sports, NFL, MLB, NBA, MLS, NHL. Oh, my
0: God, MLS. You throw it in there. You said by population, though, right? By population, yep.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going through a bunch of cities knowing that they do have sports teams, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Phoenix.
0: You're looking for the state, right? Yep, state with the
2: largest population to not have all oh. five of those. Well, glad I went through all that. Um, <laughs> Well,
1: I'm down to two states, and okay. I'll say it out loud because mm. we are, you know, not breaking the bank with our scores here. Um, I'm locked in anyways. So oh, you are locked. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if they have large populations, but I'm just trying to think of states that don't have sports teams, and I know Nevada will not get one for two years with the, the Raiders and New They're Mexico.
4: They're getting the Vegas Golden Knights next year.
1: Next year. Okay, so they still don't have it. So I'm thinking of Nevada and New Mexico. Uh, I know... Oh albuquerque is a pretty big city um a lot of people but i mean las vegas is a lot of tourism but i know it's a big state so uh i'm just gonna i kind of want to go new mexico but i'm just gonna go nevada just for the hell of it
2: yeah and uh what do you think matt all right so like i
0: originally i threw out like Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, a lot of those kind of sparsely populated states that I know don't have them. Uh, I got stuck in the southeast, and I was looking at Mississippi, Arkansas, mm-hmm. South Carolina. Um, but I came back to the Midwest, and I, I'm i not sure, but I know they definitely don't have any of the teams. Uh, I said Iowa. Okay. Okay.
2: Uh, So, I'm assuming part of the reason that this uh, state doesn't have a lot of sports franchises on its own is because it has a large metropolitan area near it where there are teams. Uh, So, D.C. has a lot of teams. Hmm. Virginia doesn't. Uh, I wrote Virginia down. Yeah, Virginia is actually one of the ten most populated states. All right, uh, so on to question four of round two. Eric Blair was a dystopian writer, better known by what pen name? All right. Uh, My
1: answer's in, and the only reason I know this is because I was going to ask a question (laughs) on another
2: episode, but I will not have to now.
0: Hmm. Authors that I know. All right.
2: All right, so Neil had some confidence here. What What do you say, Neil? I went with George Orwell.
0: Yeah, that sounds way more right. Uh, I went with the dystopian author Ray Bradbury Ooh,
2: Ray Bradbury is a solid choice But Neil is in fact correct It is George Orwell On to question 5 Again my sports questions Are always kind of weird So I have another sports question I'll go with Hopefully this is one that's more in Matt's wheelhouse (laughs) With a seating capacity Of over 107,000 What is the largest stadium In the United States You may also know it by its nickname The Big House I'm in.
0: Yeah, um, I know what the big house is, uh, but I don't know the name of the stadium. So. Oh, can we name the team, or do we need the name of the stadium?
2: Um, I, I will. If you can tell me the name of the team, that's fine. Okay. Um, it should be pretty close to the name of the stadium. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> you both have answers in already, looks like. So. Yeah. Where would uh, Where would you be found if you were at the big house, Matt? Uh, I said University of Michigan. Yep. All right, Neil.
1: I—that's a good guess or a good answer. Um, and I just—you just made me think of um, another college arena, but I put the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So that's uh, AT&T Stadium.
2: AT&T Stadium has a actual seating capacity of only about eighty-five thousand. Yeah. Uh, the bowl shape of the Big House. Is Michigan Stadium. Yeah. So.
0: I was thinking um, initially. I was thinking the Rose Bowl or the Coliseum in USC, uh, but they're somewhere around between eighty and ninety as well. Um, so.
2: Yeah. Um, you are packed in like sardines. It's unpleasant, yeah. but it does have the highest seating capacity of any stadium in the U.S. It's a really
4: great view if you're. A <laughs> to so quick update: uh, we are tied at sixty-six. Yeah.
2: So on to question six. Um, what digital currency is Satoshi Nakamoto credited with inventing? I'm in the lock in one. I'm in, yeah. All right. Uh, Neil? Uh,
1: just not to fool around, uh, I just went with Bitcoin. I uh, said it in another answer in another episode, and it was wrong, so I'm just going to try it until it's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Matt, what do you think on that one?
0: Yeah, I, uh, when you said the name, I started thinking if it was some kind of Nintendo currency to purchase, uh, but then uh, I just went with Bitcoin.
2: And Bitcoin is correct. Very good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On to question seven. Uh, within five, how many average times a year is the shooter in an accidental shooting a toddler? Oh. This statistic is only for the United States.
0: What a morbid question.
2: <laughs> how many? How many times are
0: toddlers shooting up people? Is the question that, right? That is
2: correct. In the United States, how many times a year is someone shot by a toddler? How many times within five? Yeah. How many? How many times average? Yeah. All right. So you uh, you're both in. Yep.
1: Yeah. I put 75.
0: Okay. And. uh, I think I think there's no way that there's between 70 and 80 toddlers shooting people. Uh, I put 15 to give me between 10 and 20. That seems more reasonable.
2: Uh, you need to split the difference a little bit between your two answers. 52 times a year on average, someone is shot by a toddler in the U.S. I was gonna put 50, and I'm like, yeah, maybe it's more.
4: You have only the parents to blame So in uh,
2: in the state of Iowa It is not illegal For a baby to possess a firearm
4: There you have it <laughs> Common sense gun laws Right there A gun for every baby
2: That's right On to more of a potpourri kind of question yeah. For question 8 What is the alliterative name For a collection of cats What C word Which you'd use to describe a bunch of cats. That's correct. It does have an alternate name, um, so you could call them this or uh, the other word is a glaring is Uh, something else that you might call a group of cats. So to rule that one out for you, because that doesn't start with a C. All right.
0: I've given up on life. Also, (laughs) figuring
2: out this question. This will be uh, Matt's last
0: episode. Be yeah. my, probably my last
2: episode. Look for some two new hosts. All right, all right Matt. Uh, before you give up on life, would you like to give me your answer?
0: I would. Uh, I went with a, a cat crew. A crew right. of
2: cats. <laughs> Neil?
1: <laughs> I just like the way it sounds. It's it's not right at all, but I put a cacophony of
2: cats. Ah, I like that. Um, you might call a collection of cats a glaring or a clouder. Someone bring yeah. us
1: one of those Iowa babies and put us out of our misery.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's get that number up uh, a little
2: bit. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Room for four more on the <laughs> <Yeah>. list. <laughs> uh, just what I thought today was going to be easygoing. Yeah. All right. Uh, question nine. What psychologist investigated obedience using electric shocks?
0: Ooh.
1: Oh, come on. I Oh, God. I knew all of
4: these
0: guys. I took... Um, abnormal psychology in 2006
4: so it's pretty fresh in my mind it's a very nice uh, film out about uh, this gentleman as well
1: I I know it's the wrong answer I'm just going to put a psychologist
0: yeah I'm going to be really mad once I hear it out loud um, because they just the movie just came out right I mean maybe two
4: years ago yeah
0: um, uh, I don't have an answer so I'm going to tap out Because I'm not going to say Freud because that's the only one I could think of and I know he's wrong.
2: Freud was not really uh, an experimental psychologist, which is what this person would be. But uh, Neil, you have an answer?
1: I went with the psychologist who studied uh, sex. I went
2: with Kinsey. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe Ken might know the answer to this if you want to. I can't remember his name either. Oh, you can't? (laughs) Uh, that's Stanley Milgram. Yeah,
0: the Milgram uh, experiments. The Milgram experiments. Um, and there w- was that one where there actually wasn't shocking, but he was telling people that they were being shocked. Indeed. And, yeah. yeah.
2: So he was studying obedience, right. uh, basically, in that study.
0: And he found that most people would actually keep shocking people. They didn't really care for other people's well-beings if it, they were told to do it.
2: Correct. It was upon suggestion. Yeah. So they weren't, uh, the, peop- the participants were never forced to do it. Mm. Um, like, you know, nobody ever grabbed their hand and actually made them do it. Uh, but upon just light suggestion and insistence that everything was going okay and this is how the test would go, um, you know, quite a few people made it all the way to the end. Yeah. Was, and, it, was that the
1: one where they had someone in, in another room and they'd be screaming? screaming? Yep,
2: yeah, they hired an actor, and they would they, they would be progressively screaming and screaming. And if they made it high enough, um, they would become unresponsive. Mm. And uh, people would still be shocking them, even though presumably they would be either unconscious or maybe dead at that point. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it's, it's quite remarkable to watch some of the original footage, and it's also really terrifying. Yeah. Um, if you
4: want to see it reenacted, it's in the film called The Experimenter, which, uh, Pun aside, is is a really good experimental sort of uh, indie film so mm-hmm.
1: and uh here at triviality during this game we're gonna uh try a little bit of shock therapy to hopefully get our scores up yeah
2: um i'm glad that you said that and that you weren't gonna try and shock me as punishment for oh it'll it'll come you just know when <laughs> it might be in your car seat
1: just turn it the key might be, be in the
4: form of a tire iron it could
2: be Alright, on to the final question The island of Great Britain is made up of what three autonomous yeah. regions? Okay, I'm yeah, in Yeah, I, I think Something I know I hoping for some
1: more movie questions but all we got was Roan Atkinson and, Lion and You King. got
0: it wrong I know Maybe. I don't have a
2: lot of great movie questions I am working on that for you, Neil um, but it's hard for me to write to you because uh, I don't know you know, I don't know what's easy and what's hard because I don't have a lot of film knowledge so I either go really obscure or really, really shamefully easy all right, the answers are in. The answers are in. So uh, let's turn to uh, let's turn to Matt on this one.
0: Yeah. Um, I know I'm pretty. I know Wales is one. I'm pretty sure Scotland's one, and I think England's the third, but I might be wrong.
2: I put uh, Wales, Ireland, and Scotland. Uh, one of you has the correct answer. That would be Matt. Yeah. It's Wales, Scotland, and England. Yeah, I shouldn't put Ireland. <laughs> Ireland is its own island. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, Northern Ireland is part of the UK, but the uh, the actual island of Great Britain. Uh, England, Scotland, and Wales.
4: Okay. Now, uh, ending a regulation, we have the score of Neil with 70 and Matt with 80. Hey, that's all right. He takes a slight lead going into the final.
2: So after 20 questions, we've reached the end of regulation. Uh, Ken has already recapped us with the scores. So uh, let me just announce the final five categories. Each player, again, can wager 0 to 30 points on every question using the points that they have earned during regulation. And here are your categories. Uh, Question one. Bond. James Bond. Question two. Is in chemistry. Which, I'm assuming those are already no bets. Uh, Question three. 90s one-hit wonders. Yes. Matt's super excited. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently I want a little geography-heavy. Question Mm. four. Geography. Oh. And question five will be in video games.
4: All right. right the wagers are in on my end. The the wagers are penny.
2: in? All right. Yeah. All right. So, question one in the category of Bond, James, James Bond. Bond. Junior. Who portrayed James Bond in the movie on, Our Ma- on Her Majesty's Secret Service? Oh, good. I don't know this at all. One of
1: my favorites, actually,
2: underrated. Yeah, all right. Question two in chemistry. Which abundant element is is so extremely rare in its pure elemental form, Napoleon used to use it only to serve his highest esteemed guests, choosing it over gold. Thanks to the Bayer process, it's nearly disposable today. All right, uh, so 90s one-hit wonders. Harvey Danger went around the world and found that only stupid people were breeding in what 1998 one-hit wonder? Matt seems quite happy with this question. Uh, One of my favorite one-hit wonders of all time. Question four in geography. What is the largest lake in the world? By volume? Nope, by surface area. Okay.
4: I think I
1: read this one.
2: Question five in video games. FIFA 2001 and Gran Turismo 3 had disks that encouraged scratching to reveal what feature... All right, I'm locked in with all my answers. All right, and Neil, uh, where are you at with yours? Let's, uh, let's go, ahead. We
0: can go ahead. Let's all get right.
4: the so, answers and find out who is the cream.
2: All right, so who? Uh, what were our wagers on uh, question one, Ken?
4: Okay, number one, Bond. Uh, Neil wagered 30, and uh, Matt wagered zero.
2: All right, so Neil, with the high stakes here, what did you say? Who portrayed James Bond in... Uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service.
1: Uh, It was the Australian actor who portrayed James Bond in one of the films where his uh, love interest dies, which uh, didn't really happen before that. And it was was his wife, which he hadn't had a wife until that time. It was George Lazenby. I
2: I said Roger Moore, even though it doesn't matter. So only one portrayal from this particular actor, George Lazenby, is absolutely correct.
1: I always thought his performance was good, but, you know, what do I know?
2: All right, and uh, on to question two. In chemistry, Ken, what were the wagers? That's...
4: uh, Big uh, zeros.
2: <laughs> ah, okay. Well, let's see. Uh, Matt, what did what did you think on that one? I was thinking tin. Okay. And uh, Neil, what was your guess? Uh, I put aluminum. So uh, it is in fact aluminum. Oh my ah. god! Aluminum right. is is exceptionally abundant. Um, you know, I've seen actually people throw their cans in the garbage. That's how common it is today. But uh, in nature, it's exceptionally rare to find it in its pure elemental form. So. Uh, it was quite expensive until relatively recently. All right. Question three: In one-hit wonders, what were the wagers?
4: Neil had ten. Matt had thirty.
2: All right. And I know Matt had a bit of confidence with this one, so let's mm-hmm. take it to him. Yep. Uh, it's a flagpole sitter. All right. And Neil, you uh, you
1: tapped out on, on that one. I tapped out. I I, could, I kept thinking of the chorus and singing it. I couldn't think of the name of the song.
2: And of course, Matt is correct. Flagpole sitter was Harvey Danger's nineteen ninety eight one hit wonder. Uh, geography. Uh, what is, uh, wager on that? I'm assuming zeros around.
4: Uh, yeah, that's going to be the, uh, the pair of goose eggs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wants to, uh, anyone, uh, with an actual guess on that one? I, I couldn't even tell you what the question was, honestly.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I was going to put like the Great Salt Lake, but I don't oh, think that's right. Yeah. But.
1: I, I remember studying this, um, and I know there's some big ones in the
2: U.S., uh, but I couldn't remember. So, um... Largest lake in the world is actually a saltwater lake. It's the Caspian Sea. Mm-hmm.
4: Ah. All right. Looks like it's all going to come down to uh, wagers on the last question yeah. for what? video juegos. What were they? It's 10 for Neil and, and Matt with 30.
2: Okay. So FIFA 2001 and Gran Turismo 3 had discs that encouraged scratching to reveal what feature Matt with the big wager.
0: Yeah. So 2001 Gran Turismo 3, uh, I believe it's for the PS2, um, which came with. Anti-skip technology, so I put anti-skip technology.
2: Okay, and uh, Neil? I just put online capability, but I know that was too early. So they encouraged scratching because FIFA 2001 and Gran Turismo were scratch and sniff discs. No way. FIFA smelled like a soccer pitch, and Gran Turismo 3 smelled
4: like rubber.
3: Hmm.
4: Well... If you guys hadn't had enough game yet, it looks like we are tied. <laughs> no. So we're going to have to go to overtime to find out who is the cream of the crop. I would have just bet
0: anything besides 30 on that
4: last one. I should have just bet on aluminum, but who knows?
2: I mean, it's chemistry. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, so uh, if you both just write answers down, uh, there's no time, so it's not the first one to ring in here. It's just uh, we're gonna just going to go until uh, someone falls in a little bit of a knockout fashion. Uh, what was the name of the teacher who died in the tragic space shuttle Challenger disaster? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Go, Sally Ride. Miss Trunchbull. Uh, that was Krista McCulloch. Miss Trunchbull. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Taking this very seriously.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. What Harvard dropout co-founded Microsoft? All right, both in. Uh, let's go to Matt here. The yeah. first one. No, nah, I was
0: like, oh, it's definitely Bill Gates, and I was like, yeah, it's maybe it's Waz. and I was like, I don't know if I'm right at all. But I put Bill Gates. Neil, uh,
1: I was choosing between Steve Ballmer, Bill Gates, and Paul Allen, so I put Paul Allen.
2: It was Bill Gates.
0: Yeah.
1: I thought that was too easy.
2: Uh, it was too easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe Matt. My first victory. Has a victory. Take that out. Oh yeah.
4: (laughs) It's the cream Um, of the crop. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. I've been buried these last few weeks. Matt rises to the top. That was
0: that was really like an endurance game, I feel like. Unjustifiably
2: um, in a position I'd rather not be (laughs) (laughs) in. Well, congratulations, Matt. Uh, Thank you, Ken, for being our scorekeeper. Um, If you'd like to play along with our contestants, make sure to check out our Facebook page, download our official Triviality score sheet that we use here in the studio. And uh, how can people get in touch with us, Ken?
4: Yeah, didn't that sound fun? Don't you want to join in on all the action? But you could get in touch with us uh, on Twitter using the handle at TrivialityPod or on Facebook, Um, If you'd like to get in touch with us by email, send all messages to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. And if it's question 5 submission, make sure you put in the subject line, question 5. We'd love to hear from you. You can also put the uh, the host in mind on the uh, email so we know not to look at it.
2: All right. Thanks, Ken. And, uh, of course, other than spreading the word that way, the best way you can support the show is by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to Triviality on your favorite podcast app. Uh, Until the next game, on behalf of Ken, Matt, Neil, and myself, uh, again, my name is Jeff, and that was Triviality.
4: Bye-bye.
0: I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. There
1: they are, standing in a row. One, one some, one, one some, some, as big, one, small, one, thumb, as big as your, your head. head. No, I would never have had to do this for Mufasa. What? What did you say? Uh, nothing. You know the law. Never, ever mention that name in my presence. I am I'm the king. Yes, sire,
0: you are the king. I, I, well, I only mentioned it to illustrate the differences in your royal managerial approaches. Uh,